God, please set aside everything I think I know about you, God, the steps, recovery, the big book, what's best for me, what's best for others. Especially help me let go of all my old ideas so I can live on your spiritual truth. Heavenly Father, have mercy on me, a sinner. Help me to carry your message tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, we had a special birthday. Seven years for Stu, and he's become really my best friend. And he's helped me so much. And uh, it's just a reminder that I don't think any of us got here by accident. God had a plan for us. Couldn't see it at the time, but he did. Uh, tonight, we're on page 67, and I'm, I, have, I left my book with it's falling apart in my car, so I'm looking at a new book, so I hope I'll be able to do this. I, not that nervous. Uh, we're on page 67, and we're starting Fear Inventory. And these pages have changed my life. I can't tell you how many times I've been through them with people. Every time I do, I get something out of it. Um, and let's see how we get free from fear. Is that a good idea? And then um, I usually read these two pages, and then I do the second step proposition exercise on fear. And uh, that's on the site, so if anybody listening on the podcast and they've been following it, uh, go on the site under resources and go uh, to um, links or uh, whatever it's called, handouts, and you'll see second step proposition exercise. And it's on fear, even though it's called second step is proposition is it's got everything or nothing. And you'll see that when I'm playing God, I have fear. It's automatic. So on the bottom of 67, we've gone through the resentment uh, list and we've forgiven everybody and said the prayers and we're seeing them differently. And I could see the mistakes I made and where I was selfish, dishonest, self-seeking, and frightened. And remember, we get resentment because we're threatened in some way. Something in this person or whatever they did threatens me, causes some fear in me. And when I'm threatened, then I'm afraid. It either threatens my sex instinct, my material instinct, or my social instinct. And almost all of the time, it was my pride and my self-esteem. And it says, notice the word fear is bracketed along the difficulties with Mr. Brown, Mrs. Jones, the employer, and the wife. And I, I think it says it in the, uh, in the 12 and 12 that there's a ruinous coin, and it has fear on one side and pride on the other. So when I have excessive pride, I'm going to be afraid. And my pride is just to protect myself, my self-centered pride. And so this short word, four-letter word, somehow, and fear the acronym I think Mickey B gives, false evidence appears real. So when I'm sitting in my chair and I have what I call a fear, I'm bringing something in that hasn't happened in the future, and I'm bringing it right in the now, and then I'm blocking God out. And so this short word somehow touches about every aspect of my life. And my whole life I was afraid. I was, made me restless, discontented, and irritable. I had fear. Fear of not being good enough. Fear of not getting approval. 
And I didn't understand that till I worked these steps, but I had fear. It was every aspect of my life. And with me, it was an evil and corroding thread. Yeah, it's a thread that you're gonna put through the fabric of my existence. So when you come into AA and you're looking at your life, we all come in with a tapestry. You know, those big tapestries you see in the uh, old castles and all. And, and uh, there's a thread that gets woven through it that's evil and corroding. It destroys this tapestry of my life was destroyed by this fear. And it was shot through with it. And this fear set in motion trains of circumstances. Did anybody do anything because of fear? When you look back in your life, the decisions you made, and we say we made decisions based upon self, which is true, but it's really based upon fear. And then I put myself in a position to be harmed. So it set, fear set in motion trains of circumstances which brought me misfortune. And I felt I didn't deserve, how did this happen? But did not we ourselves, I set the ball rolling. Now, I didn't know that when I came in here, but I set the ball rolling and my whole life was shot through with fear. And sometimes we think fear ought to be classed with stealing. It seems to cause more trouble. What did it steal from me? My peace of mind. It stole from me my relationship with God, my relationship with other people. Fear caused me to make other things my higher power. And whatever I was afraid of, what I was afraid of not getting, when I was afraid they were gonna find out about me or what was gonna happen, it seemed to cause more trouble. And it really stole uh, my peace of mind. We reviewed our fears thoroughly. So this is the second inventory you do for your fourth step. You do resentment, I showed you how five paragraphs in the big book. You're free of anger. You can see the nature of your wrongs. You can forgive everybody. And you know who you've harmed and how you've harmed them. So we're gonna put my fears on paper. And so these are some of the fears, even though we had no resentment and connection. So you have some fears that are connection with resentment, and you have some fears that aren't. For example, fear of uh, not having enough money, fear of getting fired fear that people at work don't like me, fear that my wife doesn't like me, fear that the kids don't like me. You get it? Fear that I won't get my way in whatever I think I need. They're endless, endless list of fears. And when we do the second step exercise, you'll see you take areas of your life that you are afraid to give to God and you have fear, money, relationships, family, hobbies, health, um, so I put my fears then, and I asked myself why I had fear. And I didn't know this when I came in. And then I remember reading this. I think I was still in treatment. And I had a big book, and it says, wasn't it because self-reliance failed us? And when I read that line, I can still remember. And I said, holy crap. Self-reliance failed me. I was relying on me. It failed me and I had fear and I could see it. I was relying on me to run the world, to get what I wanted, to manage everything, and I was afraid. It's not that complicated. If I have fear today, 
I'm managing whatever area of my life I'm having fear in. Now this, this doesn't apply to like uh, fourth and 15, you know, in the fourth quarter. I mean, that's something else, right, Mark? Yeah, Mark and I, we're Chiefs fans. It's, it's been a rough week. But we're still sober, aren't we, Mark? Yeah, good. Uh, Self-reliance failed me, you see it? When I'm relying on me, I'm gonna be afraid. Self-reliance was as good as far as it went, but it doesn't go far enough because it doesn't have the power. Remember, if I'm playing God, it doesn't work. When I'm playing God, I'm in self, and then I have anger, and I get resentment, and I get fear. And then I make bad decisions, and then I harm people and harm myself. Some of us had once had great self-confidence, but it doesn't fully solve the fear problem. Self-confidence won't solve my fear, and self-reliance won't solve my fear or any other. I can't solve the fear problem. Was fear a problem with anybody here? And um, when it made us cocky, it was worse. Perhaps there's a better, wa better way. It's so simple. Two paragraphs in the big book. We've read three, four. The third, uh, the second paragraph tells me why I have it, because I'm relying on me. And it says, I have to stop playing God. Remember, it doesn't work. And a life run on self-will. And what happens when an alcoholic gets afraid? It's a bad emotion. And we get angry, and then we drink, right? And so we have to, we have to live a different way for we are now on a different basis. So I'm gonna, I, I wanna change my personality, right? I wanna live in a different way. I want God to be at the center of my life. I want him to be my director. So now I have to live on a different basis if I'm gonna be afraid of fear. The basis of trusting and relying upon God. So today when I have fear, I know I'm relying on Michael. And, and I can let go of it very quickly because I say it's not even real. It's not even happening right now. Now I have a God box at home. I recommend it if you're new. I have a shoe box that says God's box on it. It's right next to my TV. So when I'm on the phone or talking to anybody, I can see God's box. And I put down in there everything that I was afraid of when I came in. And for quite a long time, I haven't put anything in recently for a long time, but in the beginning, I had a lot of fear. And things happened and events, and I had to keep putting it in there. And, and the idea of putting it in the box is that it's now God's problem, it's not my problem. And we talked about the contract with God, remember on page 63? He'll give me everything I need if I stay close to him and do his work well. Anybody remember that? And remember, God's job is worry. When I'm worrying, I'm doing God's job. And I have to remember that. So I want to live on a different basis, the basis of trusting and relying upon God. Now, that sounds really good. Anybody think it sounds good? But it's hard to do. And I don't know how to, how to live on the basis of trusting and relying upon God. And that's what these steps and working with someone and working with other people and sponsoring and, and doing these uh, uh, lessons and going through this all the time. And, and step 10 and 11 is where I look at fear all day long and, and how I ask God to remove it. And, and I'm relying on me. And six and seven is really when I'm on in my character, not God's character. And then it triggers fear. And I have to say, I need to get back 
in your character, God, remove this. And we're going to learn the prayer to be free of fear, but we're going to have to do it the rest of my life. Now, and Sidney Beach said, the, the hardest thing about trusting God is trusting God, which is true. Now, when I came in, I didn't know how to, I never allowed God to run my life, so I didn't, I was hopeful. I felt God had all power. But as I've, I've through time and keep doing this, I trust God completely. God, take it away and it'll go. I know God can remove it. God can take away my fear. I didn't know that when I came in. But you have to practice it. Six and seven, you have to practice it. You have to practice this step. You have to practice asking God all the time to remove your fear. And why am I a fear? Because I'm not trusting and relying on God. I'm trusting and relying on me. Now, do I want to have fear? No. Then I have to trust and rely upon God. And whenever I ask God to remove the fear, it, it's gone. Yeah, I may come back and then I, if in the beginning, I have to keep putting things in the God box. But now I don't have to put too much because I know it's not true. It's not real. And God can just take rid of it, get rid of it, put me in the nail. So I want to trust infinite God rather than my finite self. Does anybody think that's a good idea? Because I'm, I, so people say they can't trust God. Well, I, you know, he certainly uh, has more power than I do. And that's the problem. We don't want to trust God. We want to manage. And when we manage, things don't go well. And a lot of people don't make it, and it's my observation through the years. It's not because they don't admit they're alcoholics, but they don't want to stop managing their life. They just don't want to do it. They just don't want to let go. Now, the only reason I let go is not because I'm smarter than some people. It's because I was so completely defeated that I, I just... I just said, God, please help me. And that's what I think was a gift. And Stu talked about tonight. We just get beaten down and beaten enough that I said, God, help me. So I want to trust infinite God rather than a finite self, and I want to live on the basis of trusting and rely upon him. Now, here's the deal. I'm in the world to play the role he assigns. Now, I was doing some step work tonight, and we were looking resentments, and that's where I was in the world playing, as giving people the role I assigned them. And that doesn't work well. Then I get angry. They're not doing what I like. They're not being what I think I should to be. You get it? So I don't want to be the actor running the show anymore. Remember we read that? I want to be in the world to play the role God assigns me. It's just my job is to do God's will. And God's job is to take care of me. I think Chuck C. said that. It's my business to do God's business, and it's God's business to take care of me. So if I'm worrying, just doing God's business and serving him, and let him do the rest. And you learn how to do that through uh, doing the step, and when we do that second step proposition exercise, it'll help a lot. So my only job, the only reason I'm here in the world is to play the role God gives me. What, what role does he give me? Well, I was a physician, be a f good physician. I was a dad. I was a husband. <coughs> I was an AA member. I was a human being. Just be the best in all areas of your life. Just to the extent, and not worrying about how other people are doing their roles. I was very good at that. Anybody else good at that? 
I was very good at seeing how other people should be doing the role that I've assigned them. That, that doesn't, never worked. So I'm in the world to play the role, role God assigns me, and if we don't know, it says on page 85, every day we must carry a vision of God's will in all of our activities. His will not want to be done. And then we'll talk about what is the vision of God's will for me. It's to be loving, patient, kind, tolerant, considerate, compassionate. Love my neighbor as myself. Love and tolerance is our code. It's not that complicated. Now here's a key line. Just to the extent, just to the amount that I do as I think he would have me and humbly rely on him. So just to the extent that I do as I think he would have me, the more I do I th as I think he would have me and humbly rely on him, does he enable me to match calamity with serenity? Now, <coughs> I'd been in recovery for several years, quite a few years when uh, Curtis died, and I had studied the book quite a bit. And uh, when I was down at the bottom of the steps at the lower level, and I took the call that he had uh, passed away, seven in the morning, I saw this line. Now, how did that get in my head? I mean, I can still remember the moment. I could see the page. Now, I have a good mind, and I could, could do that at school. But why did this come? Because God put it right there. To the extent that I'm going to do as he would have me and humbly rely on him, I'll be able to match this calamity, my son dying, with serenity. It doesn't mean you're not sad, but I tried to stay out of anger, and I just tried to to deal with it and have God uh, direct me how I should be. So the extent that I do is I think he had me and humbly rely on him, does he enable us to match calamity serenity? It's a great promise. That means you can handle anything with God. So I don't need to be afraid. Whatever comes up, I'll handle it with God. It doesn't mean it'll be the way I, I would want it to be or whatever but I'll be able to handle it with serenity, peace of mind. And if I'm in serenity, then I can use the serenity prayer. What do I need to accept right now, God? And what do I need to change? And give me the wisdom to do that. And so when I can match calamity with serenity, so when I have calamity, I have the serenity, the peace of mind to see, God, how do I deal with this calamity in a positive way? And when I... Uh, we put Curtis in the ground on that Thursday, and that night I've told the story, you know, I just couldn't settle down. So I went and swam, and I listened to Joe and Charlie on the third step, said the third step prayer, and I asked God what I could do out of this horrible thing in my life so that I could make something positive out of it. And the thought came, uh, go through the big book, like Joe and Charlie, so people could know what they can need to do so they can have a relationship with me, God's talking to me, so they don't have to die. And, and that really did happen. I got down on my knees and said the third step prayer. I asked him what I could do, and then the thought came, just try to teach the big book. Now, I don't know that I was that good at it when I started, those poor people came, but uh, through time, I've, uh, I could do it without even preparing. I had all these notebooks when I started, and. And uh, I still got handouts. Well, handouts, we have a lot of handouts. But my wife, uh, her cross, she gave up her cross-stitch business, so we don't have the commercial printer, so we're not 
doing all the handouts, but all right, we're getting off the tray. It's Mark's fault. So I can match Calamia's serenity. And then here's how we get free of anger. We never apologize to anyone for depending upon our creator. We can laugh at those who think spirituality the way of weakness. Some people don't want to hear about God. Well, that's okay. How's that working for you? I don't argue with them. Their hearts are hardened. I can't help them. They're not defeated. And um, we laugh at those who think spirituality the way of weakness. Paradoxically, it's the way of strength. The more I surrender, the more power I get, right? The more I allow God to work in my life, the more power I get from him. Right? We surrender to win. We've heard that, right? The more we give up, the more power I get. Because I'm giving up my power and I'm getting God's power. Paradoxically, it's the way of strength. The verdict of the ages is that faith means courage. Now remember, when we start out in AA, we start with belief in the second step. Are we willing to believe? And the first step is that um, I admit that I'm powerless, I can't manage my life, and I have pain, makes me willing, right? So I want to be completely willing to change because I can't go on like I was. And then I believe I can change. And then I make a decision to change and not play God. And then what do I do? I take the action of the steps, and then I'm changed, and I have faith in God. When I was talking about the God box, trusting in God is true faith. I believe that there's a power that can help me, but I know when I get the, the trust and the faith. And then it says we suddenly realize that God can do for me what I cannot do for myself. See how it all ties together? They trust their God. All men of faith have courage. They trust their God. My God as I understand them. We never apologize for God. And here's the key. Instead, I want to let God demonstrate through me what he can do. So I want to be a channel of God's peace, like it says in the St. Francis prayer. I want to be a channel and let God demonstrate through me what he can do. He can make me be loving and kind and tolerant and patient, considerate. Uh, the St. Francis prayer, it's on the back of the card and it's on, on the site at the, uh, under spiritual checklist. Lord, make me a channel of peace. So I'm going to be a channel. Where there's hatred, I'm going to bring love. So I can, I, so God wants me, to, what he can do, he can make me be loving, he can make me forgiving, harmony, truth, faith, hope, light, joy. He can make me a comforter and understanding and loving. And it's by self-forgetting that one finds. What do I find? God is by forgiving that one is forgiving, is by dying that one awakens to eternal life. So I want to let God demonstrate through me what he could do all day long. Now, if I'm playing God, he's not going to do that, right? And if I'm relying on self, he can't do that. So I have to rely on him and let him demonstrate through me what he can do. So I have to be spiritually fit to have God demonstrate through me what he can do. And that changes all day long, right? So we have to constantly be seeking God, asking for his direction, and having him watch for when I'm separating from him, so uh, I can demonstrate through him what I can do when I'm connected with him. We ask him, here's the prayer for fear. 
we ask, ask in the big book means we pray. I'm going to ask God to remove my fear. Just take it away, whatever it is. Fear of whatever, and direct my attention to what he would have me be. At once we commence the acro of fear. Now the prayer, I didn't understand it at first. I want God, God remove my fear of whatever it is. And direct my thoughts, my thinking, my direction, and my my mind on what he would have me be and we just went through that that's the St. Francis prayer he wants me to be loving forgiving harmony truth faithful hopeful bring light into something bring joy comforting understanding loving and by self forgetting one finds when I'm focused on my when I forget myself and my self-centered interests I find God and so remove my fear and direct my attention to what he would have me be. Loving, patient, kind, tolerant, considerate, compassionate. It's not what I should do. It doesn't say that. Direct my attention to what he would have me be. Because if I be loving, patient, kind, tolerant, considerate, compassionate, then I'm going to act differently. And I'll be able to be a channel of his peace. So those, what, how many paragraphs? One, two, three, four paragraphs changed my life. And I hope this was helpful. I say the prayer all the time when I have fear. But a lot of times I don't have to say the prayer. It takes too long. I just say it's not happening now. It's not real, Michael. Don't bring the fear in. Don't bring it in the now. God, just take it away. And direct my attention to how I should be. Be in the now. Focus on who you can help. Get out of yourself, Michael. It's not that complicated. All right. Thank you.